0: In this episode, we're going to be looking at email marketing for mortgage brokers, ideas and tips that mortgage brokers can use in order to stand out and build their brand. This is part of a series of 80 plus mortgage marketing tips, which is the subsequent, hopefully, episodes of this. But you can also find them on the playlist on my YouTube channel on the main homepage, just 80 mortgage marketing tips. They will be there. But as I said, this one is covering all email marketing ideas for mortgage brokers. We're going to be doing that right now. You're listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland, the show that helps mortgage brokers create impact and income by mastering content marketing. Let's Let's dive dive straight straight into into it. it. So as I said, this episode is all about email ideas, email marketing ideas for mortgage brokers and as part of the 80 plus mortgage marketing tips, which is a playlist that I just wanted to consolidate all the ideas you could possibly have, put them into one place and then you can run with them and build upon them from there. So let's dive straight into the email marketing one and the email marketing before anything else is to consider email marketing. So many mortgage brokers I speak to do not do email marketing at all, okay? They actually, they just don't even think about it. They they focus on, you know, social media and that's fine. They focus on all of the others, but they do not focus on email marketing. And and that is like rule number one of this idea is consider doing it because email marketing is really, really powerful. Number of reasons why email, email marketing is good. So first thing is because with email marketing, you have access to an audience who have subscribed to your newsletter or have done business with you before that's a really warm group of people warm leads secondly if you look at social media realistically on social media if you are creating content and let's say you have a thousand followers not all a thousand people are going to see your post because the, the algorithm controls that and normally it's around one to five percent on average will see what you what you put out there of your audience size, so when you pair that in mind, if you use email marketing, a hundred percent of your audience is going to get it. Everybody who you send your email to is going to get it in their inbox. Whether they choose to open it, that's a different story. But that is one of the biggest reasons why you should do it. I'm a big fan of email marketing. I'm heavily leaning into it at the moment, understanding how it works, I'm really trying to um, implement it into the blueprint and, and 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 add it there because it is very, very good. The next one to look at then for an email marketing idea is send follow-up emails. So you don't have to have an automated email marketing response through ActiveCampaign or MailChimp or anything like that. You can just use email as a marketing tool within your business manually. And follow-ups is probably one of the best ways to do this. So follow-up, just have, I used to do this when I was a broker, I had follow-up sequences. So I would have a, um, you five follow-up sequences and they would be sent on like, as soon as the appointment had finished, then it would be, you know, 24 hours after, then it would be three days after that, then it would be seven days after that. And I had this sequence and it was pre templated emails that I would send. And it was follow-up sequencing that would effectively I'd get to the point where people would tell me to go away that or, or they would sign up. That's your job. Don't be in, don't worry about annoying them because that's your job. Craig Skelton, a client of mine and the host of the mortgage broker broadcast. He talks about this all the time where he says, he says, follow up says F U till they, till you're told to F O. So follow up till you're told to F off. That is so important. And follow up honestly is one of those things that emails are just so good for. And people are terrified of doing it. The amount of brokers I speak to who genuinely have never followed anybody up. They're like, Oh no, I don't follow them up. Nah. You're like, what? What? Oh my gosh. So, yeah, follow up is a brilliant marketing tool because you're staying in the brain, you're staying in their mind. The next one is optimize your email. If you're making emails, optimize them for mobile. So, people are using and looking on their mobile phone for their emails. That is what they're looking on. And so, you want to make sure that you've optimized your email for mobile. Now, this is again massively overlooked no not many people do it because a lot of the time as brokers you're on your your um, laptops all the time so but your clients are most likely on their mobiles and so you want to make sure you optimize it for a mobile beforehand you know I'm a big fan of this I send test emails to myself when I do stuff like that like if I'm If I like I'm doing a campaign, I send a test to myself and I open it on my desktop and my mobile to see what it looks like because your mobile is where it's going to be. And that means that if it's super long, that's a big problem. Optimizing for mobile, keep mobile in mind is a very, very, very good idea. And that's one of those things with mobile is length. So for example, I can get an email from, from somebody, a client or, or like someone I know, And they'll send me an email and I'll open up my mobile and I'm like, wow, this is a long email. (laughs) And this is super, super long. However, still recovering from my cold. However, when you um, when I open it on my desktop, it's literally three or four lines. Like it's not very long. I have an ultra wide desktop, so it literally does the whole thing. It's very small. But on my phone, it's obscenely long. And so I would avoid that as much as possible. Think about your clients and think about when you're sending emails, are you making it better for their mobile so they so there's a more high chance of them actually looking at it. The next one to look at is show, don't tell. So this comes down to do not tell everybody how amazing you are show them. So in your emails, if you're sending email campaigns via manually or automated, I'm a big fan of doing manual ones. I use MailChimp for mine at this current point in time, not so much the automations, but that's a long, that's another whole story, probably another video. Um, but what you want to do is show what you've done. So case brokers, case studies is your best thing. If you've got a situation where a mortgage, where a client is doing well, or a situation where you saved a client money or you got them a mortgage when everyone else said they couldn't, show them. Talk talk about this. Don't tell them that you deal with mortgages and that you can sort out their mortgage. Show them how you've dealt with other people's mortgages. Putting this in your emails, again, it's the same as social media, but bear in mind that, that all the people who see that email will get that email. Whether they open it, they're relevant. That's a different story, but they will get it. So if it is relevant to them and they want to open it, they will. With, with social media, they won't because they don't have the chance. So show, don't tell. Show and show the stories. Share those good news stories, those case studies, the things that people come to you every single day and say, I'm so glad that you did it. That's the power of email. Don't just say, do you need any mortgage help? Because I can do that as telling them. Okay. Next one, have one clear subject. So if you want to see results with your emails, you need to have one clear subject subject. You need to make sure that email is very clear and very, very obvious as to what it's like. This is the same with all content. This is email marketing ideas for mortgage brokers, part of the 80 plus mortgage uh, mortgage marketing tips. The reason why this has been broken down is because one, it would be like a three hour video because of the amount of stuff that's in this. And two, email marketing is one. Pricing is one. Content marketing is one social media is one like there's loads. And so they're all individual subjects. Having one clear subject means that the person who wants to, who enjoys this episode wants to know about email marketing can listen to this, but they don't have to listen to the social media one or the pricing one. I hope you listen to all of them, of course, Um, but you don't have to. And that's very important with your emails. One clear subject. If you can break that down into multiple subjects, that's another email for another day. That is keep it short. Keep it, you know, keep it sweet. Very, very, very good practice. This again, we're so used to being bombarded with long newsletters. How many? When was the last time you read a long newsletter? But if someone sends me an email that's literally a couple of lines and it's like, hey, this is something I've been looking at. We had this here are the here are my findings. One, two, three, in bullet point format. If you have any questions, feel free to drop me an email. Bang! I love that. And I email back all the time. So it's a powerful move when you do that. Next one is to subscribe to your competitors. Might sound silly, but see what they're doing. It's good. It's good to know if you've got competitors who do who you know do well with mortgages, subscribe, use your personal email address and subscribe to theirs. Observe the competitors for a number of reasons. First one is when you subscribe to your competitors, you're going to get ideas. If they're a similar niche to you, and they're talking about something you're not, you should probably be talking about it. Also, if they're a similar niche to you and you're talking about something, they're talking about something and you know there's a a crossover, you think "Mm, maybe I'll wait a couple of days to not talk about that. That's another thing you can take. Or you can also get ideas from presentation. You can see what they're not doing, which means that that gives you an opportunity to, to really push that and separate yourself. Subscribing to your competitors is very important. Don't be obsessed with your competitors. You don't have to get Fully like like don't be thinking, oh my gosh, everything they do, I need to know everything. That's not what I'm saying. But monitoring them and knowing what they're doing. So for example, with me, I don't really follow my competitors um because that can get in the way. But I do check on them. And I like them, by the way. I like all my competitors. They're all really cool guys and girls. They're wonderful people. Don't really follow them so much. And if I do follow them, I try to mute them as much as possible. So that I don't compare, but I do check and go, okay, what are they doing? Probably once a month. I'll look in and go, okay, what are they doing? What are they doing there? Okay, that's cool. I'm on the right track. They're on the right track. We're slightly different now. I can see my, you know, my USP. I can see how their USP would be something I don't want to get into. That's important. Keep an eye on your competition, but don't over, don't take too much. The next one is send a test email before you launch. Okay, so so this this is really, really, really important. So I, because I'm dyslexic, um, I... Le- yeah, I'm dyslexic, and so which people know. And so, because of that, I my spelling's terrible. Make sure you send a test email before you send any emails. If you're doing marketing, if you're sending to a client, that's fine, you, you, you do your own thing. But, like with marketing, the amount of times I've sent something to myself and then be like, what is that? Um, so do do a send of a test. Now, I like I said, I use MailChimp for this at the moment, and I, um, and I'm looking at switching to active campaign, but I am currently using MailChimp. And I um, send a test to myself. I open it on my desktop. I open it on my mobile. And then I, if I like it, I then send to everyone. And so that's a, a good rule of thumb for me. I found that really helps and has really helped me in this kind of space with that. Like it's really helped. So definitely think about sending some tests. Now, this has been the 80 plus mortgage marketing tips. Okay. This is the whole thing of of email marketing ideas broken down into more detail. If you do have any questions on this, you, and you're not, and if you're listening to the podcast, go and find this, um, either drop me a message on Instagram at Ash Borland or go and find the video on YouTube and leave a comment. And I will uh, respond to that comment. The next one that we're going to be covering in this series of 80 plus marketing mortgage marketing tips is pricing and how you can uh, tips and tricks and ideas that you can use for pricing as a mortgage broker in order to drive more sales. Pricing is a mega one. So you do not want to miss out on that. I'm really excited to dive into that because it's all psychology and all the stuff I love. Anyway, I'll see you in the next one. You've been listening to the mortgage marketing podcast with Ash Borland. If you've enjoyed the show, then be sure to leave a review and share it with a friend right now.